the wrestling podcast about nothing, is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode four of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'm joined, as always, by independent wrestling veteran, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. How you doing tonight, Kingpin? Oh, you know, buddy. Just killing it every day. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> yes, indeed. And well, speaking of killing it, I think the uh, Royal Rumble Summit was killing it. A lot of uh, good feedback. <laughs> A lot of good feedback on that episode on the NAI Network. Just four fools acting a fool. (laughs) (laughs) Just destroying each other, yes. Yes, maybe Julian Starr uh, has a future in podcasting. I don't know, yes. I'm going to start getting a list together. I was very very proud of him. He he refrained from burying anyone, so that was... I was waiting for it. I was 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 preparing uh, the censors uh, for him, but he did excellent. He did excellent. He did indeed, as did Scotty Slade, our good friend, uh, your former tag team partner. As expected with Scotty, he's a seasoned podcaster. He has the he has the gift of gab. I expected nothing less from our good friend Scotty Slade. The day after the Royal Rumble, Monday Night Raw, did you see uh, what happened at the end of the show? I sure did. Uh, how could anybody be upset now that the fact that Smojo didn't debut in the Royal Rumble? Because I think you'd be hard pressed to, uh, unless he were winning the Rumble, which he clearly wasn't. You'd be hard pressed to try to convince me that debuting at 30 in the rumble and losing would have been a better debut than what he did monday night so so like you said on the podcast on monday maybe they know what they're doing <laughs> yes <laughs> like sometimes you gotta let stuff play out a little bit you don't know the full picture are they always right no are they always wrong no we talked a lot about well not as much about Samoa joe but a lot about the royal rumble we, in between all the shots at each other we did uh, get in some talk about the royal rumble <laughs> we talked about a samoan name joe right <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, I think that joke went around. Uh, it might have started with us, but the joke definitely went around on Twitter the past couple of days. I don't think it started with us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we just took it as our own. But uh, yeah, so if you miss hearing us on Mondays, we are easy to find over on New Age Insiders Network. Search the NAI Network on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe so you can be back in the loop with our original WPAN podcast to start your week. Visit NewAgeInsiders.com if you need some help getting to us. But as for this podcast, well, you know the deal. Coming up, we've got Merv Griffin time. That's the part of the podcast where we get your thoughts and answer your questions. Plus, one more wrestling great will be enshrined in the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. But first up, we tackle a different topic 
each week voted on by you at the WPAN on Twitter. Here are the results for our weekly BDA bonus episode poll. All right, Brian. In last place was Kingpin's <laughs> Weekend Review, 6%. Yeah, but maybe, maybe they thought you were talking about, like... like you took the kid to Chuck E. Cheese. Well, no, I'm thinking maybe they thought my review on, like, NXT and, and Royal Rumble. You didn't clearly state that it would have been me talking about uh, Limitless and Beyond Wrestling. I feel like that would have garnered more than 6% of the vote. Well, uh, yeah, I guess there's not a lot of characters there when you're when you're filling in these uh, these poll options. You screwed me again, Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> Did it one more time. Well, that was six percent. Nineteen percent was wrestling book picks. Give our recommendations for books about the professional wrestling business. In second place was the best modern era champ, basically inspired by John Cena winning these. 16th world title uh, this past Sunday. That was 34% of the vote. But the winner of the poll with 41% of the vote was a recap of NXT TakeOver San Antonio. So that's what we're doing here today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing BDA Radio exclusive episode. All right, Brian, uh, we talked about this for a moment on Monday, but uh, 34%, a third of the people... We're not hype for NXT San Antonio, uh, and that was kind of the overall feeling that I got was that uh, there was very little interest going into this NXT TakeOver, probably more so than anyone since its inception. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair criticism. I think NXT is definitely going through a transition period right now. Uh, lots of guys have moved on to the main roster, and... I stopped short of saying they're establishing new stars because the two guys in the main event certainly aren't new stars, but it's definitely it's definitely a transition period right now. Uh, they are trying to establish some newer guys underneath, you know, Roderick Strong and Sanity and the new women's division, <laughs> you know, all the all the new competitors with Asuka, Peyton right. Royce and um, Billy, Billy Kay. Kay and Nikki Cross. And, uh, it is. It's a transition period, and and I think there, you know, there's going to be a lull and in terms of just being hyped as you say but i certainly don't think this fell short of other takeovers um results wise and i don't mean results as in winners and losers but just entertainment value well really briefly here uh dc matthews at dc matthews nai one of our compadres over on the new age insiders network he said it was the first time in a long time that i'm not that excited for nxt i'm sure it'll be good though and jay he is at e-p-l-a-n-d-n-f-l e-planned nfl i guess uh he said in the past i've had that not hype feeling about a takeover but was pleasantly surprised hopefully this one will be a good one so everyone was very hopeful going into this uh, nxt takeover and as you kind of alluded to i think it um i mean it surpassed the low expectations uh without question but um the thing that this one was probably lacking was a lot of the takeover seemed like they they would hype a big debut to take place like one was uh kevin owens um you know nakamura debuted on a takeover so that was one thing that this um takeover was lacking that big like punch like uh you know the the first the first opportunity you get to see this guy who's fresh off you know the indies you know fresh from japan or whatever so that that 
was one thing that was kind of a strike against this show. But uh, it's right there with the rest of the takeovers. This is this wasn't a stinker by any means. Uh, the way we're going to kind of talk about this uh, this show is the way we talked about it last time. You actually weren't here, Brian, but uh, myself and your good friend Eric Tolley from the Hurricane Rana podcast, he came on with me on a uh, bonus episode, and we talked about uh, the last NXT TakeOver Toronto. And we gave a few categories, and then we gave our picks for those categories. The categories are entrance of the night, surprise of the night, moment of the night, match of the night, and the MVP of the show. We'll kind of go through here and hopefully hit most, if not all, of the matches when talking about these different categories. Okay, Brian, what was your entrance of the night for NXT TakeOver San Antonio? Well, again, I think I think it's Nakamura. I think I thought the entrance kind of riding down on the the little cart. I wonder if it was one of the same carts that was that was used at the Royal Rumble. But cafe, um, <laughs> <Kayfabe>, brother, cafe. <laughs> but him doing doing. I, I think I think his music in general and his persona and and just I, I, he's a spectacle. Uh, he is. Um, I, he's a spectacle. I, I don't know. I don't have another. I don't have another adjective to uh, describe him. He, he's something, and I think. I think once again, uh, even though it wasn't the um, the violinist again, but I thought again he had the best entrance. Um, I, I think there's only two choices in this. In this, anyway, so I chose one. I'm gonna guess you're gonna choose the other. <laughs> Well, no, actually, uh, you're probably oh. thinking you're probably thinking Bobby Roode, right? He had the right, uh, yeah. the eight women with him dressed in. Uh, uh, Just sequin, the nines. Yeah, sequin dresses that kind of matched his robe. But I'm going to go, I mean, this may expose me for the fact that I haven't been keeping up with NXT. But I really liked the look, the way the Authors of Pain looked for their entrance. Uh, first you had Paul Ellering coming out, and then the two Authors of Pain guys came out, which uh, I, I, their names kind of escaped me. Akum and Rez, Rezar, I believe are their names. And they came out with these uh, these masks on and the kind of uh, military style. I, I can't really describe them well, but and there's like a, a mesh... Um, some sort of mesh over it and they looked i think really cool i'm not sure if they like i said i'm not sure if they've been wearing these on tv already but if they hadn't they're awesome if they had they're still awesome i really <laughs> liked the way the office of pain looked uh for their entrance so i picked that as the entrance of the night for me wow all right a little something different all right <laughs> all right brian the surprise of the night uh, for me, it's Bobby Roode winning the NXT Championship. I, really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought for sure they would just they would keep it on Nakamura, and especially because he had just lost it and won it back. Yeah, so it seemed like the NXT title uh, had bounced around, I guess, a little bit recently. And I, ju- yeah, I guess I just didn't anticipate Bobby Roode becoming the NXT champion. I, I, in part too, I think because of Bobby Roode's age. Uh, Bobby Roode's thirty-nine, uh, and I. Is he? I Yes, and I anticipated him being up on the main roster much sooner rather than later, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, they could always flip it to somebody else, but yeah, I was I was actually very surprised that Bobby Roode won the NXT Championship. See, I really wasn't. I believe guys like Bobby Roode and Eric Young uh, have been hired kind of to... I mean, it's not... <laughs> he Right now he's working with Nakamura, but I think guys like that have been hired to to work with the younger guys and, you know, have established talents for these guys to work with. It hasn't 
worked out quite yet because Eric Young worked with Ty Dillinger, who's also been around forever. But uh, I think that is the general purpose. Like, and, and Asuka as well, I believe, was signed for this purpose to, to remain in NXT, to be that veteran presence that can uh, lead the younger guys from the Performance Center to good matches. So I didn't, I mean, I would, didn't anticipate Bobby Roode being up uh, anytime soon. So I wasn't really that surprised that uh, Bobby Roode became the champion here. For my surprise, which probably I should have seen coming, but I didn't, was the announcement right before, I mean, this might be cheating, but right before the NXT broadcast, they announced that Corey Graves is leaving the broadcast booth for NXT to be replaced by one Nigel McGuinness from uh, Ring of Honor and the UK Championship Tournament. So that was a kind of a surprise that Nigel is going to be stepping in and to be the be the color man on NXT going forward. I have no comment. Why? <laughs> Just being funny, Michael. Oh, I see. All right. <laughs> All right, Brian, the moment of the night. I'm going to give you my moment of the night first. Uh, for me, I think it was a spot from the tag team championship match with uh, DIY, Champa, and Gargano versus the Authors of Pain. It was when they were both in the submissions. Gargano had one in, a, in his submission. Ciampa had the other in his submission. Basically uh, recreating the finish of the last takeover where DIY won the titles from the Revival. And they, they had both in submission in the middle of the ring. Looking like it's going to be a double tap out again. But uh, one of the members of Authors of Pain stands up and basically pulls up Gargano with him, puts him on his shoulder, and basically power slams him onto Tommaso's stomach to break up the other submission, which I thought was a creative, uh, amazing spot. And for me, it was kind of one of the highlights of the night. Well, I I think my moment of the night was the, the Triple H emerging from the back. Hadn't seen Triple H in a while. He usually opens these, uh, these events as well. Uh, so that was a little bit different. And then uh, when he actually emerged from the back uh, with Seth Rollins calling him out, I thought that was I thought that was really a, a kind of an electric moment, a, a special moment. Uh, and, then, and then they they promptly took it away with the with the uh, overzealous security guards um, that there's, came out. There's local guys that are um, they work for the. Uh... For the building, the Freeman Center, or the, the Freeman Coliseum. <laughs> yes, yes, and in no way affiliated with local independent promotions in, in the San Antonio area. I think not. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that was, I thought Triple H actually coming out. Uh, Mike Mills right now is, uh, is uh, <laughs> spitting out his water and he's not even drinking any. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was a great moment. All right, well, let's go on to match of the night. The match of the night for NXT TakeOver San Antonio. Brian, you go first. What's your pick? I think without question it's the main event. It was an excellent match. It told a great story. The Nakamura injury, I I loved it. I thought it was a great match. You know, I I definitely think Bobby Roode's best match in NXT I'm not so sure it's Nakamura's best match he's had in NXT, but uh, still for the night, I, I thought it was I thought it was the best match. And I'm not sure it was even close in my mind. Well, for me, that was uh, I mean that was a great pick, but I guess I'll go. I mean, obviously, since you picked Nakamura and Rude, I'll, I'll pick something <laughs> else. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, I mean, match of the night. I mean, maybe just for 
the sheer um I mean I was surprised. DIY versus the Authors of Pain, the match that Tommaso and Johnny Gargano got out of these guys who are obviously still green, obviously don't completely know their way around a ring like Tommaso and Johnny Gargano do. The fact that they were able to get this match out of these two guys, that's an achievement. That's an accomplishment, and I think it should be recognized. And just the like, so many innovative uh, spots, like the that double submission that I mentioned earlier, the breakup of the submission, uh, the spot where they both they went for their finish, which is the two guys are in the middle, and Gargano and Ciampa run towards the middle. One hits him with the kick, one hits him with the knee, and as it turns out, both members of the Authors of Pain scoop them up for the uh, dueling power bombs. That was a a fantastic spot. I just think it had no right to be as good as it was. So for me, even though Nakamura versus Rude, probably the best match, but I'd say a, a big gold star for uh, DIY for this match they had with the Authors of Pain for the tag team titles. Yeah, it just, yeah, incredible job by those fellas. And the MVP of the night, the most valuable professional wrestler, I guess, of the <laughs> evening. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go first. I mean, Asuka. Because, and actually, if I think about it, the last time I did this with Eric Tolley, my MVP of the night was Asuka. But I'll do it again. Asuka, just the fact that she is holding down this women's division right now. Uh, A lot of uh, very green women are kind of having to fill these roles for the women that have been, you know, graduated to the main roster. And the fact that... um, Asuka can still hold it down and have a good match with these girls who are inexperienced. I know Nikki Cross has been around, but the uh, you know Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. The fact that Asuka can have these good matches and still keep this women's division pumping after it was kind of gutted within the past six or eight months, that's an accomplishment. And she did very well on this night. And once again, for the second show in a row, She's my MVP. What do you got, Brian, for your MVP? <laughs> well, uh, because of, you know, and they were going to be my pick anyways, but uh, for the reasons you listed, uh, DIY are my co-MVPs of the night. The fact that they pulled a very, very, very good match over two guys who are uh, so inexperienced, like the innovative, creative stuff they were able to do, just just amazing. And, and I think... It's it's funny to have watched the evolution of DIY. Now we've known Tommaso for a long time. We understand uh, the level of passion and talent and creativity and the tireless worker that Tommaso is. And we get to know that you know we know that intimately from our personal experiences. I'm not sure everybody knows that about him. I don't know. Um, you know, I've had only very few interactions with Johnny Gargano. Uh, I do know how close him and Tommaso are, so I can only imagine that he's probably a very similar personality type. These guys came in, uh, were kind of just filler, I think, first. I don't know that the the intent was to ever sign those guys uh, when they first started appearing on NXT TV. And they worked their asses off, got themselves full-time gigs, had the match of the year in 2016. And I think may just be, uh, when I say working, I don't mean like in the wrestling sense, I mean actually working their way to the main roster plans because i think they are they just continue to raise the bar higher and higher so yeah they are the mvps of the night and i'm not sure how many more takeovers these guys are going to be on mike 
Yeah, that's that's a good point. You never know. Um, I mean, they were advertised at one point as part of the cruiserweight division on Raw, but um, they I guess they remained in NXT because you know they're doing the tag thing and they're going for the titles now. They are the champ or they were the champions, I should say. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what goes on with them going forward. I almost uh, picked them myself uh, based on the match they had at uh, NXT Takeover. Before we get out of here, I just want to like uh, Roderick Strong versus uh, Andrade Almas was another great match, uh, very good match. Roderick Strong uh, kind of showcasing himself, and Cien uh, Almas turned heel recently, so it's a showcase for for him to show off his heel persona. And uh, Roderick Strong got the win there. And uh, we mentioned briefly Eric Young, him and uh, Ty Dillinger uh, had the opening match. And like I said, another strong match. The Eric Young used sanity a bunch of times uh, and got over the, uh, you know, the group mentality with uh, sanity. And like I said, overall, great card, great night for NXT TakeOver. I wouldn't probably say it's the best one of all time, but, you know, like it's, it's keeping pace with the others, and NXT Takeover is always worth going out of your way to watch on the WWE Network. Uh, the next one, I guess, will be WrestleMania weekend, right? Yeah, I believe so. That'll be Orlando. It certainly will. Uh, let us know on Twitter at the WPAN, Facebook.com slash the WPAN, and you can go there too. Uh, let us know your feedback. Who's your MVP of the night? What was your match of the night? Let us know on Twitter and Facebook. All right, it is Merv Griffin time, Brian, named for your favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld. It's our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. All right, Brian, we didn't do the voicemails on Monday due to technical difficulties, and... Let me get the let me get them up here. Uh, I completely forgot about this. All right, Brian, here we go. Here is our first voicemail holdover from Monday on the NAI Network. Hashtag win a date with Todd Sinclair. So there it is, Brian. Just when we forgot about win a date with Todd Sinclair, John Morse clocks in for the first time via voicemail and lets us know. That's the hashtag. We got to keep using that hashtag. Win a date with Todd Sinclair. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll get our good buddy uh, Todd to to film something uh, in Pittsburgh in a couple weeks here. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get that YouTube channel going. Well, I've tried to. You uh, you don't want any part of it, so that's true. Don't uh, don't don't talk to me about YouTube channels. I've want I've had ideas for a couple videos. All right. Well, uh, thank you, John Morse, for your voicemail, and we got another voicemail here. Brian, now let's see if we can take a listen to this one. Mike Crockett, Brian Malonis. It's Mike Mills, Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. First off, Crockett, thank you for always plugging Booking the Territory. I greatly appreciate it. Me, Doc Turner, Hardbody Harper from Wildcat Sports. We appreciate the plug each and every week. Uh, second, congratulations. It pains me to say it, but congratulations to the uh, Southern Wrestling hater, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. As he is going to embark on the uh, on the tournament, the uh, what the heck's that thing called? Uh, <laughs> the topic tournament, Ring of Honor. So very happy for him, even though he doesn't know anything, as he always likes to bury Southern wrestling from uh, back in the day. Um, and I think that's about it. Oh, we're gonna have a problem. All these riots going around in the country right now. I don't like to get political. This isn't a political statement, but if Sasha loses to Nia tonight, uh, oh man, I might I might start a riot myself. But uh, anyway. I think that's all I got. Oh, no, one more thing. Malonis, Malonis, I'm going to bury your ass 
when it's the North versus the South. That's all I'm going to say. So stay tuned because Mike Crockett guaranteed that the wrestling podcast about nothing would bring it to you all soon. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. And, um, I'm guessing I'll get a lot of hate for that, won't I, Crockett? Anyway, uh, have fun. Looking forward to this week's show as always. Peace. All right. So, um, <laughs> I didn't hear anything about any rioting in New Orleans, but, uh, Sasha Banks did, in fact, lose to Nia Jax in convincing fashion on Sunday. Yes, she, yes, she did. And uh, and on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, how are you feeling about the uncivil war, North versus South, that's going down on February 20th? I feel like I felt the entire time. Uh, I'm very confident. I think results speak for themselves. I, I have no doubt that I will come out the winner. No doubt you'll come out the winner, huh? Well, we'll see at the uh, Top Prospect Tournament. <laughs> We've got to put that to the test, I think. Maybe. Maybe. I'm a contender, Mike. You're a contender. We'll have to see. <laughs> February 11th in Pittsburgh, the Top Prospect Tournament. Hey, I'm not, I'm not even the most experienced guy in the tournament, so I, th- I thought I'd have an experience edge on the field. Well, you are the, uh, the biggest guy, I would say, right? Biggest guy in the history of the Top Prospect Tournament. So, wait, wait. Are fr- status guy in the history. You, is that what you're looking for, Mike? Are you you're first fat guy? <laughs> I don't know if I'm the first. No, because Congo was in it, too. Okay. Was, and wasn't um, Beer City Bruiser as well? Beer City Bruiser, yeah. So I'm not the first fat guy, but I'm the fattest guy ever. So. Okay. Well, congratulations. <laughs> is, that, is that what you wanted, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. In most cases, though, guys, we're doing voicemails over at the NAI Network edition of the podcast. So get yours in now. We will play it next week on the show. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Or if you want to make it even easier, go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN on your phone. And after you click like, make sure you like us. Click the call now button and you'll be connected directly so leave your voicemails for us and we'll play them on monday the other way to participate here at merv griffin time is using our hashtag on twitter that's hashtag wpan uh last week we talked about the worst gimmicks of the early 90s and randall keogh checked in again uh he's at randall keogh that's k-e-o-u-g-h he says how can i forget the gobbledygooker and santa claus and don't forget teal hopper eating a snickers bar out of the pool at SummerSlam." I've tried to forget that, but thanks for bringing it back up again. Steven at HHHGuy2004 says Fang McFrost was one of the names that creative came to Steve Austin with before uh, he was named Stone Cold. I like that one. I think Fang McFrost would have uh, had one hellacious run at the top of the <laughs> <laughs> Certainly would have. Uh, Big Dog. That is with two G's in big and two G's in dog. And that's D-A-W-G. He is at Big Dog Racing on Twitter. He said, great episode on worst gimmicks. Good luck in the ROH tourney. I started listening to the podcast on a recommendation from the BTT podcast, of course, Booking the Territory with Mike Mills, who we just heard from in the voicemails. Yeah, he's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of traffic, and we're very appreciative to uh, Michael. I am anyway. I don't know about you. I am, I'm, and hopefully we're able to return the favor with the mentions that we give. I, hopefully we've sent some uh, some people that way, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a great podcast, one I've been on a couple times. Uh, perhaps I'll be on again sometime, and uh, I hopefully hopefully we're returning the favor. That's I guess that's all I was trying to say. Yes, and uh, thank you very much to Mike Mills and uh, PJ 
at Super J Party on Twitter. He's a great episode. So thank you very much. Marty Howell. He's uh, our good buddy who's like uh, all over Twitter now supporting us, and we thank him very much. He's a Book in the Territory fan. Uh, he says, another good show and a worthy third Hall of Fame entrant. Thanks for the Twitter shout-out. Well, there's another one for you, Marty. Thank you very much for everything you do over there on Twitter to spread the word. Let me see here. Oh, Chad Alden. Who? <laughs> what's that? What's that clip they play? What are you, <laughs> the, Tony, the Tony Atlas? The Conor the... McGregor. <laughs> 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 I was thinking more of the Conor McGregor clip they like to play. Oh, ooh. who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have high tech audio here to put in. But... <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, they they get all that over there at uh, a man walks into an arm bar. That's the MMA podcast on BDA Radio. Uh, he says, "Hey, at the WPAN." If they made a movie about my life, Lex Luger would play me. <laughs> Hashtag not sure what that means. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, think, don't, like, I don't know what it means either, and I'm not sure I even want to touch it. <laughs> I think like the last time he tweeted at us, it was about Lex Luger from WrestleMania 9 with Mr. Perfect, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was too. He has some sort of obsession with Lex Luger. Well, we know if you go back to episode, what was it, three of the podcast? If you go back to our original episode three, he said that he had a China poster on his wall. He's got a thing for these, like, you know, these muscled up people. He's all about Lex Luger. He's all about China. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) At Chad Alden on Twitter. He's uh, looking to build up his followers. Thanks, Chad, for checking in. Now let's talk about Monday's podcast. Brian, the big controversy at our party where we were watching the Royal Rumble, and it spilled into the episode on the NAI Network. We asked which Royal Rumble entrant was the bigger surprise to you. Was it Jack Gallagher or was it Ty Dillinger? Now, you contended, of course, that it was Jack Gallagher because that was your pick and you wanted to win some Skittles. No, that, that is not that is not why I said that. I would, oh, that's not if, why? No, if the roles reversed, I still would have said Jack Gallagher would, was a bigger surprise than Ty Dillinger because Ty Dillinger was widely speculated for weeks and weeks here to be the number 10 entrant into, into the Rumble. And I never thought, nor did anybody else think, that somehow Jack Gallagher, one of the cruiserweights, would make his way into the Royal Rumble match. Well, they agree with you. See? The fans, the listeners on Twitter agree with you. 55% say Jack Gallagher was a bigger surprise, and Ty Dillinger, of course, got 45%. So, so Ray, Ray DiOrio, send that, send that $5 in an envelope straight to my house. <laughs> doesn't belong to you. Five Skittles, right? Yes, five Skittles. Excuse me. Yes. It's Jack Gallagher, according to... The fans of the wrestling podcast. In all happen. reality, it's Roman Reigns. Nobody thought Roman Reigns was going to be in the Royal Rumble, especially at number thirty. So, uh, I think the real number one surprise was Roman Reigns. But uh, someone else said, uh, actually, uh, Julian Starr said uh, Mark Henry as well. No one really picked him showing up. And I would say, maybe, what about Apollo Cruz? <laughs> no one thought Apollo Cruz would be in there. That's Cer- for sure. Certainly not. <laughs> okay, let's talk to. Uh, let's talk about Glenn Abbott. He is at GA WrestleNut, another guy who's uh, come along in recent weeks and really uh, chats us up on Twitter, and we love it. Thank you very much, Glenn. He says, after yesterday, I needed a cheer up, and you guys certainly did that on the commute to work this morning. And thank you very much, Glenn. And, oh, 
I guess we should mention this at BTT underscore podcast says, I'm so hurt. First, my voicemail gets canned. And now this who's on the controls, Malonis. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got your voicemail in here today, Mike Mills. <laughs> yeah. That's cause, that's cause we're remote tonight, Mike. So I, I wasn't able to, uh, keep Mike off, <laughs> keeps Mike, keep Mike's voicemail off the, uh, off the broadcast. You weren't able to throw my phone across the room like you did on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> old, old man Crockett just couldn't figure out how to use his newfangled contraption. They updated the app. They updated the app. I couldn't figure it out. Man, right. I don't know how to use this. <laughs> okay, Matthew Wilson. He is at Wilson underscore Maddie. He said, the Rumble Summit was amazing and hilarious to listen to. Loved how everyone was wasting each other. And he later said that he meant to say roasting each other, but uh, <laughs> both of them work. And uh, yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. And uh, you know, we all took our licks. But uh, even, even even the poor playboy who wasn't present. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we really uh, had fun with those guys, and we love doing the uh, summits. We bring in a couple extra people and talk about uh, you know the big pay per views of the year. So uh, we're gonna keep doing that. We're gonna do that again for WrestleMania, and uh, yeah, we love it. So thank you very much, Matthew, and thank you to everyone who's a part of Real Griffin Time this week. We look forward to talking to you on Twitter, and we will bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDARadio.com. And I want to make sure right now I, I uh, plug Check in the Boots Wrestling Podcast with Chip K. Fabe and Tony S. Make sure you find them wherever you get your podcast. Check in the Boots and, of course, Booking the Territory, we have mentioned. And the Hurricane Rhino I talked about a little while ago. Find them. They do Facebook Live every Wednesday night. Eric Tolley is back. And they talked about you this past week, Brian. I did hear that. Eric begrudgingly gave you uh, congratulations. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did hear it this week. I did hear uh, the Hurricane Rana this week. And uh, I was surprised to hear them mention me. But I, I appreciated the shout out. And uh, yeah, so make sure you check out all those podcasts. Great podcasts uh, for you to listen to. Okay, Brian. Over the past few weeks, we here on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing have established a very unique very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now, in life, as in wrestling, the best way to tell the wrestling world that you're up to no good is through laughter. A long time ago, Tarzan Taylor taught me that all it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. So with that in mind, I am humbly submitting this week's inductee, to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing's Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. Now, this is a little different, Brian. This isn't exactly a promo. This is a, a collection of hearty laughs. So let's take a listen to the, uh, our inductee this week. <laughs> I'm messing around. <laughs> oh man. He is Seth. <laughs> Rollins. Freaking Rollins, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm changing his middle name. His middle name is now. <laughs> Such a shame that he's uh, basically a babyface now. We'll uh, get a lot less 
of those amazing heel laughs. Yeah, you're you're coming out with the big guns, Mike. With with uh, we're we're gonna run out of uh, marquee guys here uh, very quickly if you don't slow down. We got to get some of the the meddling kind of sort of middle of the road guys in here soon. The Coco Bewares <laughs> of the world. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but I, I, for a second I was like, Coco Bewares, he'll laugh. Hmm. Uh, I was speaking, yeah, speaking <laughs> yes, more in reference to Coco <laughs> yes. Bewares being in the WWE Hall of Fame uh, in his place there, not not his he'll laugh stature. Yes, so uh, yeah, Seth Rollins, uh, he had a great uh, run as a heel, and he had some tremendous cackles, as you just heard. So uh, Seth Rollins, I think a worthy... Uh, member of the Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. Uh, if you've got anyone you'd like to nominate out there, hit us up at the WPAN on Twitter. Let us know if there's a great Heal Laugh that you know of. Share it with us. Find it online. Send it to us at the WPAN on Twitter, facebook.com slash the WPAN. Nominate the next member of the Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. Now, you can check out this Hall of Fame inductee in all his glory using the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. Now, Brian, before we get out of here, I know you are packing your bags currently. You're about to hit those highways and those byways this weekend doing that pro wrestling gimmick. Now, one more time, where are you headed this weekend? Friday night, I'm heading to lovely Lawrence, Massachusetts uh-huh. for a big return to chaotic wrestling. Come see me. Come come get a uh, T-shirt, an 8x10. I, I, think, I think I'll be with chaotic wrestling uh, more regularly, but we'll see. You never know uh, with the dealings over there occasionally. but uh, You never know with the shade that you give them here on the podcast. <laughs> And like, did I use that properly? Shade? I don't know. I, I don't give them shade. CataCrestling.com for tickets, <laughs> folks. CataCrestling.com. And to book the Kingpin, email BrianMalonis at Comcast.net, or you can hit up his DMs on Twitter. He is at BrianMalonis. Okay, folks, we're getting out of here. We'll be back next Monday with episode 42 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. That's on the New Age Insiders Network. Go to NewAgeInsiders.com for more. Then you can catch us right back here on the BDA Radio feed for the next edition of the WPAN on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. Till then, he's the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett, and thanks for nothing. <laughs>